say whatsoever you and I sow that's exactly what we're going to read so that tells me brothers and sisters 
It's up to you. If you want to stay in the right race, that's your choice. If you decided to move from a land of not enough to a land of more than enough, his name is El Shaddai, a God who is more, not less than enough, more than enough. So it's a question of do you trust him to keep his word concerning you? The Bible says grass may wither and flowers may fade, but whatever God says, it shall come to pass. So we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and I'm trusting God to touch your heart and to touch my heart so that we will move from just surviving to a land of plenty. That's the will of God for you and it's the will of God for me. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the opportunity to trust you in the area of our finances. We trusted you for our salvation. We trusted you for our healing. When we messed up, we trusted you for our deliverance. We might as well trust you for our finance. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will touch the hearts and mind of every believer in the house. Help our understanding to know when we give, we will receive. Help us to understand that you don't lie. If we give, it shall be given to us. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Men and women giving unto our bosom. And Lord, we thank you for running over anointing upon every giver this morning. And thank you for a shifting that is taking place in our lives. Thank you that we are moving to a land of more, a land of plenty. Wealth and riches are in our house. We believe it, we receive it by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. The ushers will come. Our children will minister to us. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Is this out of here? Praise the Lord, everybody. As our pastor stated in his prayer, we want to have a running over anointed. But that running over anointed is not just for us. It's so that we can be a conduit of blessings. And so that we can be a blessing to someone else. So we got a little song that we want to do for you real quick. It's called Bless Me. I need everybody on their feet. Let's go. Bless me, bless me, bless me, God in me. Death has been defeated. He is a victory. Bless me.
bless me, bless me, God, not just for me, but so everyone around me can have everything they need. Let all these folks that's with me, God, have everything they need. Bless me, bless me, bless me, God. Him is great defeat, and he is our victory. Come on. Bless me, bless me, God, not just for me, but so everyone around me can have everything they need. Let all these folks that's with me, God, have everything they need.
Praise the Lord. Oh. Come on, help me thank God for our young people. I saw some of you going like this. I say, that's all right. That's the church of Jesus Christ. We want to say thank you to all of our guests this morning. We appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. If you are here for the first time, please let me see your hand. We just want to celebrate you and thank God for any of you. Well, amen. Everybody is homegrown. That's a blessing, but it also means none of you are evangelizing. That's not a blessing. <laughs> so always remember the word of the Lord. He says, go by the highways, go by the byways, compel men and women to come. So when you don't do what your teacher said, Guess what your grade is? F. I'm dealing with that now in my, in my school. So you have to learn to obey your rabbi. His name is Jesus. He knows something that you and I don't know. When he, it's not a subjection. It's a command. So... When we get to heaven, he also said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give to every man, every woman, according to their performance. Sometimes I'll be wondering what we are reading or what we are hearing. So it's not enough for you to come to church. It's more important to God to win more souls into the kingdom of God. All minds clear? See, I don't want us to get to heaven and I say, I told you so. And you know me, I'm going to do with an attitude. I told you so. <laughs> so, so, get in the habit of winning souls. Invite people to come, your co-workers, I'm amazed how many people have invited me to come to their church. And they even know I'm pastoring another church. That's one thing I love about my white brothers and sisters. They will invite you. Many of them ask me, they say, come, come worship with us. So we got mouth too, right? Let's use it for the glory of God. This is not a religion. We don't have religion. I met some religion when I came. I killed all the spirit with a straight face. So what we need is God in the house. Let this be a world church. Amen. So we live by the word. We walk by the word. We learn. We grow in the word. And the word says... Matthew 28, verse 19, go to the end of the world, teach them, baptize them, 
in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he said, I got your back. I'll be with you. All minds clear? Let's surprise God for a change this coming Sunday. Let's all plan to invite seven people. Why seven people? Seven is a number of completion. Why seven people? When you're behind in your class, guess what? You have to do makeup. That's how you can move from an F to maybe a D or C. That's reality. If you don't believe me, talk to Professor Brown there. He'll tell you. So life is not difficult. So just walk in obedience and be blessed. So this coming Sunday, uh, I'm sorry, it's the communion day, but we're not doing this because of communion. We're trying to improve on our grade before the semester is over. There will come a time when you cannot even move. Semester over. The Bible says, work while it is day. Because the night cometh. When you will not be able to work. So, Let's improve our grades this coming Sunday. Seven people that you know, don't invite the ones that I'm inviting. So I, won't, I don't want to get ugly with you. So you find your own seven, I'll find my own seven. And let God be the reward of all things. All minds clear? We are grateful for all the praise report going on. Some people are getting baptized. We thank God for that. Amen. We have another minister of the gospel join our church. We, we thank God for that also. Amen. And some people got married. We are grateful. So God is working things out. Keep it coming. To whom much is given, much is required. Always be willing to testify of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Let's all get up and say hello to our neighbor. Just love on somebody. Just thank them for being in the church today. What a fellowship. What a joy.
God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Good morning and welcome Zion Hill to our worship service on today. But before we worship, stay tuned for our weekly announcements. The end is inevitable, man. Pastor Rick Tinney here. Reverend Reed is back with us. God bless you, sir. Thank you, man of God. Joshua chapter 24, verse number 15. The Bible says, And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the floor, or you can choose the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're not dwelling. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, glorify yourself in this house. Touch our hearts. Speak to our spirit man. Glorify yourself in the house. Thank you for all the miracles. Thank you for those who are sick, but they are now healed. Thank you for the blessings. Lord, help us to understand your word today. In Jesus' name, amen.
may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, The Power of Your Choices. The Power of Your Choices. The passage I read to your hearing is a story of the Israelites. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how they were taken into captivity in Egypt. Am I right about it? And they were slaves for more than 400 years. But God in his grace and mercy set them free. Am I still in the book? And God put the preacher, Reverend Moses, over them. And Moses led them for years. And then he got old. Then he appointed somebody to succeed him. The name of that somebody is Joshua. And Joshua led them, commanded them. They, they fought many battles and they win many victories. Now, at this time of the reading, Joshua was 110 years old. So guess what Josh did? So he summoned everybody to a place called Shechem. Where if you're a Bible scholar, you need to know a little bit about Shechem. Because this was a valley where Abraham first landed. Abraham came from Haran somewhere. The Lord called him one day, say, get out of your city, leave your kindred, Go to a place that I will show you. Where well, that place is Shechem. That's where he moved to. It's the same place where his son, his son's son, Jacob, bought a piece of property. You also need to know Shechem is the same place where Joseph when he got through in Egypt and he died, they brought his bones to be buried at Shechem. So Shechem is not an, an ordinary place. It's a place of significance. It's a very historical, important place. So Joshua brought every one of them there. And then Joshua said, look, folks, I'm about to leave. Don't forget what God has done for us. I can close my book and go home. If you don't hear anything today, but you can at least remember what God has done for you, I will feel my work is done. Joshua was telling their folks, Please remember how good God has been to us. When we were slaves, 
God set us free. Somebody ought to shout amen on that. Not only did God set us free, he led us on our journey to freedom land. Joshua reminded the people when we were hungry, God fed us. Do I have a witness in the house? Have you ever been hungry and God fed you? Then you ought to say amen. Amen. Joshua reminded the people when we were thirsty, God brought us water from the rock. He told the people when we were sick, the Lord healed our body. Do I have a witness in the house? He says sometimes during the daytime, it gets dark on us. And the Lord provides a pillar of fire. So we can see not only during day, but nighttime. Joshua reminded the people. He said, when it gets pretty hot, God came and provided a pillar of cloud. So that our skin would not burn. He's telling the people. He said, we have traveled for 40 years. And we never had to change our shoes. And we've never had to change our clothes. Somebody ought to shout amen today. If you know how good God has been to you. Maybe I'm just preaching to my own self today. He's been a shelter in time of storm. Joshua reminded them, he said, look back over your life. And see so many battles we have fought. And we won because the Lord fought our battle. God was their provider. God was their protector. Everything they needed, God made a way for them. Do I have a witness in the house? Can you look back over your own life and see how God has made a way? Now Joshua said, but right now, you have a choice. And you need to make that choice today. He said, choose ye this day. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next year. This day. And I believe as I stand before you this morning, many of you need to make a choice. I commend you, you've you've been a part of the Christian religion. But that's not enough. Religion will only take you so far. He said, you have to choose this day whom you're going to serve. He said, you can serve the God of Egypt where you are enslaved. Or you can serve the God of the Amorites in this land that you are not dwelling. But you will have to choose. Please permit me to call your attention to something important. Notice that Moses was the pastor. And he pastored for many years. 
But when he got too old to leave, he trained somebody to succeed him. The problem is that the people of Israel, they failed to train the next generation. My brothers, my sisters, if you're a father, a mother, a grandfather, a grandmother, and you don't train your next generation, that's a time bomb waiting to explode. Moses took the time to train his own successor. He trained Joshua how to lead, how to pray, how to get in touch with God. But the people of Israel, they failed to, to train their children. Why? Because they were too busy trying to make money. I'm trying to help you to see where we are as a people. I'm trying to let you see why things are not going in the right direction. We're too busy trying to survive. We're too busy trying to make a living. Some of us, were working two, three jobs. No time for the children. We fail to train our children. And then we wonder why the jailhouse is full of them. The Bible attests to that in the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 10. The Bible says, there arose another generation who knew not who God is. Another generation who did not know what God did for their fathers. I'm amazed what's going on in our neck of the wood. You who came out of nothing and you know how God made a way out of no way. How he healed your body. How he was a shelter in time of storm. But we failed to share that with our children. Most churches in America is empty of young people. When are you going to train your own successors? Zion Hill, I hate to tell you, if we don't train our young people, what you just read in the Bible can happen right here. Nothing that you have accumulated will worth a dime if there is no generation to succeed you and to continue the legacy of serving the Lord. What is the problem? Moses trained his own successor. You and I, in our generation, we're too busy trying to get our grooves on. We're too busy trying to look good. A pile of makeup on our faces. But no time. 
to train our young people. We better make training young people a priority. As a family, you better make training of your children a priority. As a community, you better make training of your young people a priority. As a church, you better make it a priority to train your young people. Of what good if you have a big building, but there are nobody there who truly fear the Lord. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But when you have a whole generation of young people that going to church is no longer a priority. Serving the Lord is no longer a priority. Praying to God is no longer a priority. Houston will go problem. Moses trained Joshua, but Israel failed to train their children. And I will submit to you that is what is going on in our nation today. Even where you find youth ministry, they would rather go to Disney World and have a good time and a block party. And just, just party over here, party over there. When you really ask a young man, what do you know about God? They have no clue. Zion Hill, it can happen right here if we don't change course. We need to set boundaries for young people. You can't just put it under the rug. Anything goes. Oh, it's just their generation. No! Any generation that has no God in the agenda, that generation will not last. You need to set standards. Standard is where you and me, who are grown up, will show young people how to live. But if they cannot look up to you and me and see God, we have failed their generation. Hey, don't turn me up. Remember, God told the Israelites, you know what he told them? He said, do not remove the Asian landmarks. You ever wonder why he told them that? He wants the generation coming to be able to see Ebenezer. This is where God healed us. When we go, we run out of food. This is where God sent manna. When we got sick and we had no doctor, this is where God heal our body. He raised up a serpent. He said, everybody, put it on a pole. Anyone that will look up, they shall leave. And then he commanded them, mark all those locations 
can your children tell you the locations in your life where God has made a difference? You don't always have a car. You don't always have a six-figure income. You don't always have three-piece suit to wear. But look at you now. But is there a marker to help the children know mama was here. God made a way. When I was dying out, God made a way. Children, I want you to know this little town, this is where I got my little car. Ladies and gentlemen, I will submit to you. We need to set boundaries. Lest there will be a generation that will come and don't know nothing about the power of God at work in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to let your children know that's why Israel was commanded to erect monuments to remind them, not just them, them and their children, that this is where God made a way. So every time God bless you, every time God bring you out, every time God made a way out of no way, Every time God opened doors for you that has been shut in your face. You don't need a monument necessarily. You don't need to build an altar. But you ought to let somebody know. Brother Pastor, how do you let people know? People can tell if you're a candidate for miracle in your praise. People can tell if God has been good to you in your worship. People ought to be able to tell how the Lord has touched your life in your shout. When God has made a way out of no way, nobody have to guess that God has been good to you. People ought to be able to tell that it's been a shelter in time of storm. People ought to be able to tell when your body is riddled with pain God touched. Do I have a witness in the house? The Bible says, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. You ought to let your children know if it has not been for the Lord who was on my side. They tried to fire me on the job. They tried to destroy my name. They tried to call me everything but a child of God. But look at me. You are looking at a testimony. If it has not been for the Lord who was on my side. Tell me. Where would I be? This generation is waiting for your testimony. They are looking for somebody. Who will not mind telling the truth. That I wasn't always right. I wasn't always a preacher. I wasn't always in the choir. But look at me now. I'm a testimony that God can save to the utmost. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem is that many of us were going around 
and acting as if we made it on our own. Don't look at your neighbor now. You think you're doing well because you're smart. But I got some good news for you. I know many smart people who are homeless. You think you're doing well because you're rich. I know many people who are rich, but they're poor in spirit. You think, oh, I made it on my own. But the truth be told, if it has not been for the Lord, tell your children, nobody but Jesus. Please notice something. I haven't got to my sermon yet. I'm just doing introduction. Joshua was a military man. Am I right about it? If you know any military man, they don't have time for foolishness. He was a commander. That means he tells somebody, move. He tells another one, sit down and shut up. He tells somebody, march. But uh, he got my attention as I'm studying this passage that he did not command them. And I felt a little guilt because I remember uh, about 30 years ago when I started ministry. No, I was no nonsense preacher. I would get on the radio and say, stop smoking weeds. Hey, don't tie me up. Stop playing with drugs. You're going straight to hell. Everybody was telling pastor, can you turn it down? <laughs> but I didn't know anybody. I was a rookie, you know. By the way, I help a lot of people. <laughs> it works. But now I'm, I'm, I'm older, so I've learned to be more temperamental and, and learn from people like Commander Captain Joshua. I noticed, even though he was a commander, he did not command them. He told them, you have a choice. There's a lesson there. Many of us, the reason why you're not succeed with your children is because you're too busy giving commands. God is looking for a parent that will model their children. I'm saying something. You cannot bully your way through life. Children are looking for somebody. Joshua said, let me tell you what God has done for me. And then you can choose what you're going to do. Joshua said, when I was a slave, the Lord set me free. Joshua said, when I was running out of money, the Lord made a way. I don't know about you. I know times in my own life when my money was funny. I ain't no shame in my game, brother. I know times when my credit was jacked up. Can't get no dealership to sell to me. The best place I could find a car was on Lee Street. They probably charged me 23, 24% interest rate because my credit was no good. 
I'm saying it on public television. But God made a way. I don't know. Do I have a witness in the house? Has he ever been good to you? Joshua is saying to the people, I don't know what you're going to do. But let me tell you my own story. I was hungry. God fed me. I was sick. God healed me. He said, now you choose what you're going to do. But as for me, in my house, see, there's a lesson there. Many of you, you can't speak for your house. Your own children won't listen to you. I say this with utmost humility. One thing in my own house, my wife is, is the, the, the leader. Is, she do all the hard work. But when I show up and I say, everybody sit down, nobody move. I ain't got no gun. You got to ask yourself the question, do you command your own home? God said, I trust Abraham that he will command his children to serve God. I beg you, don't blame the school system. Don't blame the church. Oh, the child ain't doing nothing. Oh, the school board ain't doing nothing. Oh, the police ain't doing nothing. What are you doing? To raise your own children. To tell them about the goodness of God. To prepare them for the future. When was the last time you invested your time and energy to show them mama was not always rich. Daddy was not always successful. It takes some struggle. God is our source. Let me be honest with you, young people. I warned you in the fear of the Lord. Whatever you get exposed to, that's what you're going to become. There is something in the word of God that is called choice. Every one of us we are a product of our choices. Somewhere along the way, you're going to have to decide who you're going to serve. You're going to have to decide your do's and don'ts. You will have to decide what is more important to you. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever God you choose, your children are likely to choose the same God. If your God is pornography, get ready. Children coming after you, they will choose. If your God is alcohol and drugs, and going clubbing. 
They see you when you walk out. They see you when you come in drunk. Whatever they're exposed to. There's the law of transfer. You're going to transfer that. I wish I have time to teach you what that says the Lord. Joseph was a carpenter. And guess what Jesus became? A carpenter. I hate to tell you, I happen to be a lawyer. It's not a coincidence that Joshua Jr. is a lawyer. That Jumake Joe is a lawyer. That Jesse Joe is a lawyer. Guess what? They see what I'm doing. They can see whether it looks good or bad. They can see what I'm staffing. Question, what are you transferring to your next generation? Joshua said, as for me, in my house, your kids, baby, can you come and help me out here? I hate to pick on you. So, your kids, they will do what you are doing. See, life is like this jar of water. See? It's so clean, so clear. But then, see, I have some colors here. I call one of the mother of the church, uh, Rose Johnson. I said, do you have some food colors? And she said, I do. I didn't tell her what we're going to do with it. So, Baby, if you will choose any of those colors and pour it there, whatever you want to use. Just keep. You see, there are many colors, but she chose blue. Life is just like that. There are many options. Whatever color you choose. That's exactly what you're going to get. If she had chosen red color, she's going to have a red life. If she had chosen a yellow color, it's going to be a yellow life. She chose blue. I don't know why. Maybe she, because she's wearing blue. I don't know. But be careful your choices. The choices you make in life will determine the chain that you're going to carry in your name. Are you listening to me? Many people are here today dressed up, makeup, looking good, but it's a big chain in their neck. And the devil is pulling them around. They want to love their own wife, but they cannot. Because there is a chain in their neck. They want to serve God, but they cannot. Because there is a chain. Thank you. You see, this, this is a big old thing. The devil will never come to you with a big chain. What he will present to you is choice. And then he makes sure... You pick wrong choices. You choose to drop out of school. You choose to be a crackhead. 
You choose to be in jail. You choose to act ugly to your wife. You choose to be mean to your children. And when the devil have enough around your neck, then he'll be pulling you around. Now, you can move. Wherever he turns, that's where you're going to be. But i got some good news for you. There is a God that can break every chain. That can lose you from the prisons you are in right now. I beg you in the name of Jesus. Choose Jesus. Thank you, baby. Choose so that you will live. I'm sick and tired. I've seen too many Christians walking around with ten in their neck. The children cannot make progress because mom and dad is big chain holding you down. But you know, I got some good news. Somebody shout good news. What is the good news? Your praise can break every chain. I wish somebody would help me preach this. I say your praise can break every chain in your life. Brother Pastor, how you know that? I'm glad you are. Because one day, Paul was in Philippian jail. Am I right about it? He was chained. His hand was chained. His feet was chained. But the Bible says at midnight, am I still in the book? The Bible says Paul and Silas, all of us starting, they start to pray to God. Prayers changes things. I don't care what chain the devil put on you, but if you will pray, they say, oh Lord have mercy. Oh Lord, give me another chance. The Bible said, then they start to praise God. And when they start to praise God, all of a sudden the chain That same God is still your God. He can break every chain in your life. He can lose every bond in your life. Everything the devil meant for evil, God can turn it around for your good. Open your mouth, shout amen. What do I need to do, Pastor? Ask the Savior to help you. Say, Lord, I messed up. I know what it is to mess up. Ain't no shame in my game. Don't be fooled by my three pieces. I know what it is to make wrong choices. But if you will ask God to forgive you, he is faithful. The Bible says, if anybody says he has no sin, he is a liar. The truth is not in him. Then the Bible says, anybody that covereth their sin, they shall not prosper. But the one that will confess it and that's right, forsake it, he said they shall obtain mercy. I don't know where you've been, but the Lord sent me this morning to tell somebody, choose this day whom you're going to serve. 
You don't have to join the riffraff race going on in the society. Your life can be an exception. Your family can be an exception. Your children can be a model. God is looking for somebody. The eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. Seeking. Somebody he wants to use. I pray this morning. That somebody will say. Lord here am I. We all can say. Like David said. Create in me. A clean heart. Renew the right spirit within me. Cast me not away. From your presence, oh God. Don't take your Holy Spirit. You know one thing I learned in my experiment? If my wife, this same colored water, if he pour bleach, all of a sudden, this will become a clear water again. Are you listening to me? That's this, exactly what the Holy Spirit has sent here. You know, we know when you buy these food colors, they have instruction at the back telling you what colors you can make. How you can add this color and add this color. If you, if you, if you ask those who are baking, those who are cooking, they will tell you. The problem Ladies and gentlemen, in your life, in my life, our recipe is the Bible. Not Hollywood. They don't know squad. The Bible is God's recipe. And if you cannot find the answers to your issues there, then he sent his Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you. You say, where can I find him? He is in your heart. He lives within you. To guide you, to lead you. We are not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. But when I'm confused, when I don't know what to do, when I don't know how to handle myself, I say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help. I know if you withdraw yourself from me, tell me when. Everybody stand to your feet. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm just like you. I know what it is to make bad choices. And you're here, you just want to say, Lord, I thank you for giving me another chance. If you look back over your life, can you build an altar today and say, I remember how God made a way out of no way. I remember when things got dark in my life, but God made a way. If you're that man, if you're that woman, find your way to the altar. And maybe you hear you say, Pastor, like Joshua, I want to choose life. He said, choose life. You know what is so good about the word of God? Moses, before Joshua became the captain, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, Moses said to the people, 
are set before you this day life and death you said choose what do I have to choose brother pastor he says so that your children and your children's children can live I don't know about you there are many things I like to do but I couldn't do it because I think of my children I think of generations to come there are many things I like to do but because of these precious people here you saw them singing but my duty to them is more than just giving them an opportunity to sing I have to be a role model I have to be an example for them that they can grow up and say when I grow up I want to be just like my pastor have the same obligation. We can change Central Louisiana for the better. We can give the police department some bread by what we do for our next generation. I want to thank God for every one of you. Some of you are parents. Some of you are grandparents. You are trying your best to help young people we got to break every chain. God is ready to help you and me to do just that. Lift your hands towards heaven. I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I'm sick and tired of seeing young people with chains around their lives. What is so good about God is never too late. I was messed up. My outside looked good. You couldn't tell if you look at me. But deep within, I knew that I need help. And God came to my rescue. That same God. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's here today to help you. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we bless your name. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for speaking to our heart today. I hear the Spirit say, Who can I send? Who will go for me? And somebody today say, Here am I. Lord, send me. Here am I. Lord, use me. Lord, I pray that you will use everyone before this altar to be an agent of change in the life of our young ones. Lord, I pray that you will give us the strength. I pray that you will give us the spirit. I pray that you will give us the provision. Whatever we need. We ask for your help, oh God. You are a very present help in time of trouble. Today we choose Jesus. You can take this whole world. Just give me Jesus. That's what we need in our home. 
That's what we need in our churches. That's what we need in our community. Have your way. Glorify yourself in our churches. Lord, I lift up this precious church. You have a plan for Zion Hill. That plan is good, oh God. You've demonstrated it 100 years. You who started the good work in us, you're able to finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. I lift up everyone before this altar. Whatever is the need in our life, I pray, oh God, that you will meet every need. I pray, oh God, that you will touch every family. I pray, oh God, that you will make a way out of no way. You've done it before. You can do it again. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. Come on, shout amen. amen. He that the Son of God set free, he or she is free indeed. Give God the glory. Shout amen. amen. It is so. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I want to thank you for your presence in the house of God this morning. I thank God for our own brother Claxton. I just saw him in the church right now. The Lord healed his body. And that's what's so good about God. He is doing it right here in this house. We give him the glory. We give him the honor and we give him the praise. If you are here and you are looking for a church home, a place you can call home, where you can use your gift, your talents, your resources for the glory of God. A place where God can open doors for you to do bigger and greater things in this kingdom. After the benediction, will you please join me and my wife here? We want to welcome you and thank you for your presence and your decision to be a part of Zion Hill. Lift your hands towards heaven. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the one who came and died for our sins, while we were yet sinners, die for the ungodly. Today we choose him to be our Lord. We choose him to be our Savior. We choose him to be our, our guide. I pray that he will go with you. I pray that his Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. I pray that he will compass you to green pasture. That's my prayer for you. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.